Welcome to the first ever playoff edition of the Better Than the League podcast. I'm your host, Tom Carter, and we'll be joined alongside Ben and Dave as we give a detailed breakdown of the playoffs, as well as we designate our champion for the 2020 season. You don't want to miss this. I'm your host, Tom Carter, joined by Ben and Dave. How are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I am so hyped for these playoffs. You know, feeling fresh after two weeks off. I'm ready to get into this. Best part is being back. The two-week hiatus felt like it was a month off, so we got to shake off a little bit of rust here, but I think we're all ready for it. I really missed talking to you guys over these past two weeks. I'm ready to get down to the nitty-gritty, and I want to start with a little bit of reverse engineering. We're going to pick our champion first, and then we're going to talk about the playoff matchups, break those down in detail. So, Dave, you cannot pick yourself. Let's make it a little bit more interesting. You cannot pick yourself. Who are you selecting to be the 2020 Better Than the League champion? All right. If I can't go with myself, this might be a little bit predictable, given everything I've said the entire year. But I'm going with the Nugs winning this one for this year. Way too hot on the second half of the season. I think that continues throughout this entire playoff run. Just too much power. I think they bring this one home. Wow. The Nugs. Hey, I actually really like that pick. Logan's on a fucking heater right now. But if I had to pick, I'm going to have to go with the most consistent team throughout the whole year. Even though things started to look a little shaky down the stretch, I'm going to actually stick with your team, Dave. I think the Boston Baby Belugas have been a force since the season started, and I really like the consistency of your season. So I'm going to ride the Baby Belugas all the way to the championship. So if you read the league notes, you know that I picked the tall next this year. Been to the playoffs the past four seasons, two-time scoring champion, two-time runner-up. I think he's due. I think you can't have that much success over and over again and not get to the championship and succeed. I think that we'll talk about your matchup, Ben, because obviously you play him round one, so you know which way I'm leaning. But I think that the Tallnecks have the ability to surprise some people coming in from that four seed. Quick question for Dave. Do the past three seasons have anything to do with this season? I'm going to go ahead and say no on that one because this is a brand new season. This is fantasy football. You can't play in the past. But That's what I thought, but I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy before I... You're not. You're, uh, you're completely sane. Okay. Okay. Tommy, you're an idiot. The audacity to say that, but I get it. I don't know. That's kind of weird, though, Ben. That's like two facts that we all knew. Yeah, that's accurate. So go ahead, Ben. Start, since you're so brilliant and above everyone else. You start with my game versus the 2020 scoring champion, Cobra Kai. So the Cobra Kai motto is strike first, strike hard, and show no mercy. And that's what Brett has done all season. He took all your disrespect at the beginning of the year, putting him at the bottom of your power rankings and telling him he has no chance and telling him, you know, that he's small and he can't lift heavy weights. I mean, all those things that you've been talking about him, he just bottled all that up and then he just 
exploded with the number one seed and the points champ of the year. So I think he's going to take all of that into this game. I really like the Cobra Kai to continue what they've done all season. And that's not a knock on your team, Tommy. It's just, you know, Russell's been struggling. You do get Christian McCaffrey back. So I will say that that gives you a fighting chance. And then Jonathan Taylor actually like had a decent game last week. So who knows? Maybe you'll be able to do better with guessing your Colts running back. But I don't know. I just think Aaron Rodgers historically has just dominated the Lions. Derrick Henry's going up against Jacksonville. That has monster numbers written all over it. And I just really like Brett's roster. I I think this game will be pretty close. And I think you guys are both projected to score pretty high. But I don't know. I think Cobra Kai is going to sweep your legs and put you in a body bag and send you home early. Cobra Kai roll. I love the storyline of this game. All three of us, probably the whole league, doubted the Cobra Kai in the beginning of the season. And I can remember back basically saying that only reason why Michael is 11th is just because Cobra Kai are that much dog shit. So completely proved us wrong getting that number one seed. And then you have the solstice on the other half, Mr. Kamish himself. The complete opposite stories here. High hopes for the solstice, slowly, steadily declining this entire season, and the Cobra Kai just on a rise. So I, I like the Cobra Kai in this matchup this week. I think just way too much firepower. You got Aaron Rodgers going up against Detroit. You don't know what you're going to get out of Russ Unlimited, a.k.a. Russ Limited the past five weeks. Just think there's too much for the Cobra Kai to lose this one. I'm having them winning this game 135 to 120. Strike first. Strike hard, no mercy. That's correct, right? Cobra Kai motto? Yes. Well, good thing is I'm striking first with Cooper Cup playing tomorrow. So he has no one to play against me on Thursday night. So I will be striking first, completely throwing off his whole motto. So when you only have three steps in your motto and you already take out the first one, you're already scrambling. And CMC being back is huge for me. On average lead the league in points scored when Christian McCaffrey is in my lineup. I have the most points scored on average. I'm like 10th without him. So I got him in. I got Russ limited, but he's playing the Jets. I have Jonathan Taylor who's starting to pick up some pace, and then he gets a very favorable matchup. I'm going to pick myself as an upset this week. I think I'm going to win this one and make a push towards the tall neck, big blue 69er winner. So, Dave, talk about that game. Real quick, if I can just butt in before we go to the next one. I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. What percentage of Brett's success does he owe to his team name? I'm going with, like, 90. So, I wouldn't say that the Cobra Kai name is the reason. It's more of the embodiment of Wayne Bretzky. I think Brett Finney behind the Cobra Kai is just an average squad, maybe even fringe playoff team. But him embracing the Wayne Bretzky inside of him, I think that motivated his team and rallied the troops to that scoring champion and number one overall seed. That's an excellent point. I mean, but either way, combining the two things, Wayne Bretzky and Cobra Kai. Deadly. Yeah. I mean, nobody could have seen that coming. So, Ben, actually, I got a question for you. You hit me with one earlier. Out of Tommy's analysis there, picking himself, did he just sound like a hopeless dreamer? Yes or yes? Yeah, 
No, I'm going to go with both answers you offered me. Yes. And yes. Perfect. He sounded like a hopeless dreamer. It's kind of the impression that I got, but just wanted to clarify. Hey, I'm just happy to be in the playoffs. You're like basically the NFC East of this playoff. Doesn't matter. Kind of does when you get it. Kind of matters. If I win, if I win, then what does it matter? If I win, what does it matter? There's an asterisk. Yeah. It's an ass kick. Well, wouldn't that be the Cobra Kai? You're the only team with a losing record. Asterisk. You guys decided to do eight seeds instead of six. I just benefit from it. Also, ask Jake Coy last year how the eight seed did. Jake didn't win. Yeah, we're, we're literally going to say the same thing. So what's your point, Tommy? Whatever. <laughs> History repeats itself. History repeats itself of losing? Eight seed beating the one seed. History repeats itself. Oh. Dude, it's championship or bust, buddy. I would not expect that mindset from a two-time champion. Man. Like I said, hopeless dreamer. Yep. He's just hoping for a win. But yet, like, we're actually thinking of multiple wins. That's the difference here. Yeah. Sorry, I want the win. I've been to the mountaintop, and I didn't summit, and it still haunts me every day. Anyways, I believe there's another game to break down. (laughs) Yeah, you know what else haunts me, guys? This matchup between the 69ers and the Tallnecks. This one, this this one has been on my mind this week. Going into this matchup, Tommy, I, I love the segue earlier and kind of the foreshadowing here with the Tall Necks and 69ers. I love the matchup between these two teams this week and really all of these playoff matchups. This is going to be one of the most competitive weeks that we've seen, and rightfully so. I like really like the firepower on each side and like the matchups across the board. Really could see this going either way. Really what it comes down for me, as it always does with Ben's team, is the running back position. If he can get productivity out of Zeke and Miles Sanders, or at least one of them, I think we'll end up having a competitive matchup here. With the tall necks, though, thing that always fears me is going up against Aaron Jones and just the amount of points he can put up. I do like to push here with Kyler Murray. You'll have to trade off of the points going to DeAndre Hopkins for the most part. Although, Tommy, I do like your pick, and I do like the tall necks for this entire season. I'm actually going with an early upset with the big blue 69ers winning this matchup, 121 to 118. We know the tall necks, my pick, and I think it's going to be close. I actually think it's going to be one of the lower scoring outputs of the week, just due to the fact of maybe a lack of firepower in this case. There are some good players on both sides of the ball, especially you have Nick Chubb for the Big Blue 69ers. You have DeAndre Hopkins and then Waller, who had the sixth best tight end performance of all time last week. So coming off an extremely hot game going into the playoffs, Josh Allen is coming into his own. He's had many years under the same head coach. He's starting to develop. And against that 49ers defense, which isn't the same as before, puts up big numbers and four touchdowns. And Kyler, just like Russell, has really struggled over the past month, especially with Kyler. He's losing the ability to run or he's the lack of running has really hurt his fantasy football output. I think it's still there, but the lack of it has hurt his overall score, which has actually ended up hurting the Cardinals as well. So I have to go with the tall necks. Ben, I'm sorry with this one. I wanted to have an upset too. And unfortunately, you're the first pass of the upset. So tall necks win. I can understand that point. There's a lot of tough matchups, and obviously 
Eric's team has been known to go off in the past. But I really think the fact that the Bills are playing the Steelers, especially the Steelers coming off of their first loss, is going to slow down Josh Allen. And then the other two guys that really made me worried were Aaron Jones, which I still think he's going to have a big game, and Waller. But at least Waller is facing the Colts, who have a very solid defense. So hopefully he doesn't repeat that big-time performance. I'm just really hoping that Kyler Murray turns back into MVP-type Kyler Murray like he was earlier in the year and goes off. He's facing the Giants, who have a sneaky good defense, but I still think he's capable of it. Just hopefully, if he scores a lot, he doesn't throw a bunch to DeAndre Hopkins. Zeke is facing the Bengals. If there's a team to get him back on track, that's definitely one that I would hope he can get back to his old self. Andy Dalton revenge game. And Nick Chubb going up against the Ravens. Obviously, they have a good defense, but they haven't been playing as well. And the Browns are out to prove something. You know, they played great all season, but they've gotten smoked by the Steelers and the Ravens. So I think they're in here to make a statement, say, hey, we belong at the top of the division. So I think Nick Chubb's going to do well. CeeDee Lamb going up against the Bengals. Hopefully he gets a good shot and they let Andy throw the ball. T. Higgins, Dallas defense sucks. And then Miles Sanders going up against New Orleans defense. I think that's definitely a tough matchup, but they're going to have to hand the ball off because they're switching off to Jalen Hurts, making his first career start. So they're going to have to rely on that running game. So I'm really hoping those running backs get enough touches, and that's the difference in this game. And Josh Allen doesn't have too big of a game. So I'm going with myself. I think it's going to be close, but, you know, we've come too far to doubt ourselves now. We're going to make it to the next round. All right. So we got two for the Big Blue 69ers, one for the Tall Necks. Dave, you have our next game, which is the Gem City Nukes versus the Miamisburg Motorboaters. Yeah, guys, I'll, I'll make this early breakdown pretty quick here. We all know how I feel about the Nukes. Having them be my championship pick, I think they're going to ride this one out as well. They got to win this one. I do think this is the closest matchup of all of the playoff games. The one thing I don't like about Eric matchups-wise this week, number two wide receiver going up against... New England's defense. We all saw what they were capable of doing last week with Cam Newton only throwing for 69 yards. You got TJ Hawkinson going up against the Green Bay defense. Julio Jones, the inconsistency that he has had all season, going up against the hot Chargers defense. And then J.D. McKissick, who's going up against the San Francisco run defense, who is one of the top run defenses in the league. With four of those players having unfavorable matchups, I just don't like the chances for the motorboaters. So I'm going with the Nugs. Like I said, this one's close, but I'm going with the Nugs 134 to 129. I'm going to hop on that Nug train with you. I'm going to be straightforward with this prediction here. The reason is I think the Nugs have developed a roster where there are matchup-proof players. James Robinson, A.J. Brown, and Travis Kelsey. Those three guys, it doesn't matter who they're playing, they will be at top of their position. And this week, actually, they have great matchups. Tennessee was not the best run defense that we've seen so far this season, and James Robinson is on fire as of now. Then you have A.J. Brown, who really had a tough week last week against the Browns, 
but I think he's going to come back and secure those drops that he had. And then keep it on the Debo. Drafting Debo when he did was surprising due to the fact that he was already injured and his return was up in the air in terms of what week he was coming back. But since he's been back, he's been a playmaker on that side of the ball. And Travis Kelsey is just far and away the best tight end in football in terms of overall consistency and volume of points. I don't like Connor in this situation for Eric. I really don't like Robert Woods in this situation. McKissick isn't bad, and Gaskin, I think, could have a good week. But I think there's just too much firepower for the Nukes. I think the Nukes are going to win this one. Yeah, I'm I'm hopping right on that train with you guys, and that's no knock on Eric's team. I, I mean, I think he has a really good roster, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring game for sure. I really like Justin Herbert going up against Atlanta, especially coming out of, I believe they got shut out last week against the Patriots. So I think they're going to be on a mission to score a lot of points. But outside of that, I don't necessarily like their matchups. There's nobody in the league who's done more in free agency and completely transformed their roster than the Nukes. You know, early on, they were struggling big time, and they built themselves into the number three seed and a major contender in this league. And I think they're just going to keep rolling. Like you mentioned, Travis Kelsey's he's a force. It doesn't matter who they play. He's going to get his. And then Robinson as well. I mean, that guy just coming out of nowhere, that was a great pickup by him. And that's paid dividends, and I think that's going to be the difference in this game. A sweep for the Nugs, which leads us into our last game. Our co-host Dave with his first ever division championship. Congrats on your division win going against the Dayton LG Show Pigs. So the 2v7 with Dave representing the Justice League division. I don't think that this game is really that close, to be honest with you. Because I just don't see the output from the running backs. And and I know Kenyon Drake, he just had a touchdown off of a, a botched punt return. So he got the ball, goal to gain, got the touchdown. He's been struggling. He plays the New York Giants defense, which is very good. Justin Jefferson, man, he shouldn't have dropped him early. So he lost that keeper. He's the rock solid wide receiver. But the other guys, you, you never really know. Chris Godwin, you'd like to hope, would get more volume. Tyler Lockett especially would love to get more volume for Tyler Lockett, but he just hasn't gotten it. Ryan Tannehill, great in terms of yards per snap when he comes to fantasy points, but Deshaun Watson really upset with himself after the Colts loss going against that Bears defense, but the Bears offense, there isn't one. So he'll be on the field a lot, which is a lot of volume. The one thing you get concerned about with Dave is his – his running backs have really had poor performances all season long. Josh Jacobs has done well, but you know Clyde Edwards-Alaire has really been a tough first-round draft pick. But I think McLaurin and Metcalf will get back to what they're doing with favorable matchups, and I think that the Boston Bay Belugas win this one. But it's closer than what you may think. I'm going to agree with you there. I Obviously, since I picked the Baby Belugas to go all the way, I, I think they're going to win this game, but I think a big thing is going to be the health of Josh Jacobs if he plays, and then how effective is he going to be going up against the Colts, who have a very good run defense? And then, you know, does Clyde Edwards Hilaire show up? He obviously didn't last week, and like you said, he's been a struggle from a first-round pick perspective. But I think the his receivers will carry him, Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and Tyler Boyd, 
as well as Mark Andrews going up against the Browns, who've struggled with tight ends this season. I think it's going to be close, but I agree. I think Deshaun Watson, you know, being on the field the whole game against the Bears, I think that's going to end up being the tipping point, and I think he's going to have a big enough game to allow Dave to advance. So this matchup reminds me a lot of the matchup earlier in the season I had with the Noobs when they gave me my first loss. Both of you were confident that it was going to be a win on my side. I was a little shaky and ended up actually losing. I'm not as confident as I am this week, and some of that is in part to the players' performances last week. So you had CEH non-existent, Josh Jacobs was out, coming back from injury. Don't know what I'm going to get from the running back position. You have Terry McLaurin for two catches last week. I'm not sold on my team in this matchup. I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm hopeful that I'll get the players that I have had all the other weeks. If that's the case, I would agree with both of you. When I go and look at the LG show pigs, I love Ryan Tannehill going up against the Jaguars. And Tommy, as you mentioned, Justin Jefferson is the steadfast wide receiver for his team. Then I look at Lockett. You got Lockett versus DK. Who's going to get the volume? Who's going to get the yards? Who's going to get the catches? That could end up being a push matchup. I think this is going to be an extremely close game. I do like myself coming out on top. I think this is end up being very low scoring. I'm going 104 to 98, the baby belugas. Is Josh Jacobs playing this week? Do we know? Says he is listed as questionable. He is supposed to play. They're still judging his performances on practice this week. If he is not playing, then it puts a bigger question mark because Chase Edmonds is going to have to play. Phew. You might have to use that waiver wire money and pick up someone because I wouldn't want Chase Edmonds starting a playoff game with this much implications, considering you're going against Kenyon Drake on the other side. That'd be a very tough matchup to go with. So funny you mentioned that, Tommy. There's a reason why I saved $88 for the playoffs. You know what, Dave? It's nice when you don't have to spend it throughout the season because half your team is on the IR. It really uh, puts a damper on things when you're like, yeah, I'm going to save it for the playoffs until three or four wide receivers are injured. So congrats to your training staff. They also saved you cash. Yeah, you should just get on my stretching program. (laughs) Is that what it is? It's just stretching? It's just stretching. Yeah, that's all it is. You can't be tight going into a game. No better way to uh, come more flexible than stretching. It's the secrets of the baby belugas. I just pictured a baby beluga actually stretching. made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I'm pumped. Tomorrow we get... New England, we get LA Rams. So many teams across the playoffs will be watching their players perform, uh, especially for me. You got Cooper Cup, and then Dave, you got Damian Harris for the LG Show picks. So there's something to watch in tomorrow's matchup. Until then, gentlemen, hopefully all three of us win and we get to talk about our victories next week. But until then, see ya. <laughs>